At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business every day are nothing short of heroic. And you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. Like the breaking ground on new construction things, the every box and barcode matters things, and the driving the family business forward things. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance, wholeheartedly for you. The s Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Hi guys, it's Angel, and this is episode 10 of Cooking with Angel. In this show, I make some delicious Puerto Rican dishes vegetarian style. Classic rice and beans with vegetarian canoas and tembleque for dessert. It was all so delicious and easy to make. I hope you love it. Enjoy the show and buen provecho. special recipe today that um, I've done a couple of times and I always enjoy eating. It is a um, platano maduro canoa, which is a canoe in Spanish. And uh, we're going to make it vegetarian today. And then I'm going to make it with some vegetarian rice and beans and also some tembleque, which is a Puerto Rican dessert of coconut and also um, cinnamon. So we're going to actually start with the dessert first. Um, yes. Only because it's going to take about three hours um, to cool in the fridge before you can eat it. So um, again, this is Cooking with Angel. We're on the SMB podcast channel right now for anybody who wants to catch us on the podcast. And thank you to everybody who's joining us. Um, I'm just going to go on here and see if I can also follow along on my phone. I'm on the portal today, so it's showing me, you know, who's on and this and that, but it's usually delayed. Hey Lillian, how you doing? It's good to see you on here. Thank you for joining me. Okay, and thank you to everybody else who's also joining. All right, so the first thing we're gonna start is with the tembleque. I got this recipe from a group that I really like on Facebook. Um, you might wanna follow them if you haven't already. It's called uh, Puerto Rican Recipes to Learn and Share. And um, it's a recipe that serves eight people. So, the first thing you're going to need is four cups of canned coconut milk, full fat. Okay, so have them here. Hey, Simon. Alright, so I'm going to get uh, a really nice big bowl to put this all in. to taste. Hey Jim, nice to see you on here. You're gonna see that when you, if you've never used coconut milk before, it has almost like a hard top sometimes. That's okay, you're just gonna mix that in with it. And then the liquid will come right out. Okay, so that's one can. And then it doesn't matter the brand of the coconut milk, as long as you don't get coconut cream. 
coconut cream is what you would use, let's say, for like um, pina colada or something like that. But the coconut milk is more soft. Okay. So this is this one didn't have that top thing. I guess it depends on how long it's been sitting in the can or whatever. All right. So we'll just put the two in there, and then we're gonna start that. We're gonna do half a teaspoon of salt. Everybody's having a beautiful day. It is super hot here today in Florida. Oh my goodness. I have the AC on and it is struggling to keep up. So hope everybody's staying nice and um nice and cool where they are. Half a teaspoon, okay, of salt. And then we need two-thirds cup of granulated sugar. garnish on top. I don't know if you've seen the picture that goes with this, but if you see it's just like a little bit of cinnamon. You could also put some grated coconut flakes on top. Um, the picture that I was using is from Goya and they make a pre-made thimbleke. That's also good. But this is my first time making it from scratch. So it's kind of exciting for me. I've always enjoyed eating it as a child. Um, we used to get them like from neighbors and stuff like that. They would give us like a little tembleque in like a little foil pan and um, it was always a nice little treat for us. In any case, um, we're going to remove some of the coconut milk and we're going to whisk it together with the cornstarch to create a smooth slurry. That's the word that they chose here. So let me get a little bowl to do that in. And um, the cornstarch is really gonna just thicken it up. That's gonna really thicken it up. So I got the whisk here, and I'm gonna put this to the side. And I have another bowl here, and I'm gonna take, it says a cup. So I'm gonna take some of the looser coconut milk. You know what? Let me actually whisk it all. Put some of the coconut milk hardened inside the bowl. I mean, inside the pan. Sure. I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure either. I don't know what that was about. Alright, so put this to the side of the whisk. Alright, so we're gonna take some of the coconut milk. I'm not gonna be like very scientific about this because I don't think it really matters that much. Um, as long as you're taking about a quarter of the liquid and putting it to the side, and then we're gonna mix that with the cornstarch. Because what's going to happen is we're going to mix it all back together anyway. So it's not like the end of the world if it's not exactly a cup. So I'm just going to put what I think a cup of it is in here. And there we go. That's good. All right. So I have my two-thirds, I'm sorry, half a cup of cornstarch. So I'm going to just dump that into the milk that I put to the side. I'm going to use the whisk. I'm gonna whisk it back up. And I really think this is like a very simple and easy recipe. And it looks really 
depending on what kind of a mold you put it in. So for me, um, I actually don't have any silicone molds, or I didn't at home. So I was able to purchase some from Amazon, and they're really, really cute. I think it was like $15 for 24 of them, so not very expensive. And this one is like a flower, and they have different colors too. So I got these. These are my favorites. Um, my mom said she likes the stars. And they come also like hearts and also like a regular cupcake as well. So, all right. So now we have the um, cornstarch mixed in with the coconut milk. And it's still very fluid, as you can see here. It's like a, it's a slurry, like I said. Okay. So, um, okay, it says grease the molds with a small spritz of baking spray or coconut oil. And then in a, in a medium saucepan over medium high heat, combine the coconut milk, salt, and sugar, stirring until the sugar is dissolved. Okay. And then remove one cup of the milk. Oh, wait, I didn't do that. See, this is how I always get in trouble. <laughs> Hi, Kelly. Uh, remove one cup of the coconut milk to separate, to make it a slurry, and slowly whisk it back into the pot. Let it cook for about five minutes until thickened or pudding like. Remove from heat, divide into molds, let cool on counter for 20 minutes before loosely covering with plastic wrap and transferring to the refrigerator. Okay, so this is what how we're gonna do it. I'm gonna take some Pam. I got some molds in this baking tray because I feel like this is gonna be sturdy enough to put into the fridge. Um, okay, so I got quite a few here and I have some extras if I need to have them. And I'm gonna take a saucepan and I'm gonna put the entire fluid, all of it, the liquid, on the stove. Maybe I get a bigger saucepan here. I did read this recipe, I promise. <laughs> it's just been like a little bit of a crazy week. All right, let's see. That's very small. Okay. I'll use this big one. Okay. So, I'm gonna just, hey Chris, nice to see you on here too. Get this out of the way. Put it on my favorite burner, medium high heat. And we're gonna put in all of the coconut milk together with the sugar.
So, um, another dessert that I really liked growing up is uh, rice pudding. I don't know if you guys have had that. And I uh, really enjoyed eating that when I was a kid, when they have those like um, raisins and stuff like that in them. So, I'm hoping to make that one day soon as well. Alright, so we're going to set a timer for five minutes, which is not that long. And then, you see that to start constantly in one second. Yes, whisking constantly. So uh, let me whisk that constantly for about five minutes. And then we're just going to take it off the heat and we're going to throw it into the molds. And it says that the molds should be, um, they're silicone anyway, but I'm just going to spray them with some Pam real quick just to make it foolproof. <laughs> Hopefully. You can use one big mold if you wanted to. It doesn't have to be a whole bunch of little ones. Up to you. So we're starting with the dessert, like I said, first, because um, after that we're going to do the rest of the food. But this is something that has to sit in the fridge for like three hours. So um, because of that, you're going to want to probably do it first or in advance. So that by the time you're finally eating, the dessert will be like shortly thereafter. And I think that this would be something that would be nice to mix with like a nice cup of coffee. Maybe some Bustello or something. A little sugar, more sugar, and milk. Okay, so the next thing we're gonna make is uh, the rice, because that's gonna take some time to cook too. So I'm just gonna make the rice in a rice cooker, just to make it faster. But you could cook it also on the stove if that's what you're more familiar with. For me, I'm just gonna make it in the rice cooker because that's pretty fast. And then for the canoas, um, which is the Spanish word for canoe, we're going to take a sweetened plantain and peel it and put it in a frying pan for about 10 or so minutes, 10 to 15 minutes, and then we're going to put, um, slice it in half and put the ground meat mixture that we made in it and then cup, top that with cheese. So that's going to be really delicious. And I love to eat that. Like whenever, it's like the sweetness of the plantain and then like the richness of the, the meat with all the flavors in it. And then to go with that, we have the rice and we're going to be vegetarian beans. So for me, I usually make vegetarian beans only because um, I have company sometimes that doesn't eat meat. So... Um, I know a lot of Puerto Rican people put like ham in their beans, um, chorizo, which is like a spicy, kind of very hard sausage. Um, people put all kinds of stuff in the beans to give it flavor. And um, so I'm not going to do any of that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put in like a little bit of maduros, which is also sweet plantain. And that's going to give it a little bit of a surprise flavor and thicken it up, the bean sauce. And also we're going to put in um, red kidney beans. We're going to put in um, garlic, some onions, some pepper, a little turmeric because I'm going to use that song because it's an MSG. And a bunch of other little surprise things. So here we go. We're whisking our little hearts up. Hey, Carmen. Nice to see you. All right. Cindy. Alright, let's keep whisking and whisking and whisking and whisking constantly. Got a minute and a half on this thing. So, 
I'm using today, I'm going to be using um, Morningstar Farm Crumbles, uh, only because normally at home, I would, you know, I am at home, but normally for just my husband and myself, I would use, let's say, ground turkey or ground beef. I know people use um, chicken as well, and um, any of that would be fine with the plantain to me. Alright, so this guy is just... Doing his thing, 30 more seconds. I'm whisking constantly. <laughs> I feel like it would be good to have like a mixer, like a mixer do this or something, because it's really a lot of whisking. I guess this is probably the most difficult part of the actual entire thing. I don't know if you guys grew up with like making jello and stuff like that in the house. My grandma used to make jello all the time. And then, um, you know, different flavors. We were always really excited about jello. Um, this is what kind of reminds me of. Alright, so yeah, this is actually thicker. And the timer's up. Okay, so let's see what happens now. Alright. Um, ba -da -ba -ba -ba, remove from heat. Divide into the molds and cool onto the counter for 20 minutes before loosely covering with plastic. Okay, plastic wrap. So, these are, this is the mixture. It's still very liquid. I don't know if you can see it here. It's still very liquid. Um, it's not thinning like, it's very... Beatrice. So nice to see everybody on here. I hope everybody's having a beautiful day today. It's 
super sunny and hot where we're at. So we're just trying to stay cool, even though I'm over a hot stove. But I really enjoy this dessert a lot, so I'm really hoping it comes out delicious. Let's see. Got about a minute left. You know, I'm going to stir it with a spoon because I feel like the bottom is really getting pudding-like, but I might not be really getting all of it because I'm using the whisk. So. you to um, do the cornstarch separately because it could get very clumpy fast. Um, okay, so if you can see, let me just move over. Hey, Lily. See that Lily is on? I'm making the tembleque right now, and I need the coconut milk, sugar, a little bit pinch of salt, um, and the cornstarch, and you can see that it's getting, I don't know if you can see, but it's gotten very thick. It's not that very um, liquidy consistency that it was before. So, I'm going to put, have it on a trivet. I'm going to put it in all of these beautiful little silicone um, containers. I already sprayed them with Pam, which I don't know if they needed to be sprayed with Pam because they are silicone, but just in case, because this is the first time I make this. So I don't want to have a problem with trying to take them out later on and then they're all stuck and crazy and, you know. I don't know if you do know, but <laughs> those are things that happen to me and I would imagine to everybody else as well. So there you go. All right, I'm just pouring them right into the molds. We're going to leave them on the um, counter for 20 minutes and then we'll put them in the fridge for about, I think, three hours. Um, want when you take them out you could sprinkle them with some cinnamon the smaller the mold the less time it needs to be in the fridge obviously and um, so these are small so I might be able to get away with having them in the fridge for like two and a half hours or something like that you know I love to push the envelope <laughs> but um, in any case this is it's looking really good and then also, like I was saying, you could 
garnish them with some coconut flakes if you have those um and obviously the traditional thing is you're going to want to add the cinnamon so even if you put the coconut flakes on top i would recommend putting the cinnamon on it just because that is the way it's supposed to be okay i don't want to spill it all over the place or burn myself okay so So my mom has been visiting this whole week and uh, we've made some really interesting plant-based meals. And one of the things that we made today that was really delicious and super easy and fast, if you're interested in something like that, is um, it's called, I don't know if you guys have heard of this brand, it's called Beyond Meat. And it's plant-based and it had a lot of protein in it, which I'm always worried about and um, making sure we get enough protein, especially eating plant-based food. And they're bratwurst. So I bought some brioche buns and toasted them in the oven. And then I cut the bratwurst with some sliced um, onions. And that was pretty much it. We just put some like mustard or you know, hot sauce, depending on who, who wanted what. And they were really delicious. So I recommend them. Um, it's called Beyond Meat. And it's bratwurst and they make other things also like um, um, meatballs and they make um, it's hot Italian sausage they make a lot of stuff so if you are a vegetarian or even if you're not vegetarian you have vegetarian friends or let's say you're interested in you know lessening the amount of meat that you consume a lot of people are trying to do that nowadays, then that I think is a really good option as well. Okay, so we're just filling these guys all in. Cause I've had some vegetarian stuff that's not good. So I'm just telling you, it's not all, they're not all winners, um, but that actually tasted, it tasted so much like meat, honestly, that I was like, wait, let me check <laughs> before you take a bite. <laughs> And then last night for dinner, I usually make a taco Tuesday, but it was Thursday. I made um, some refried beans with a bed of lettuce and uh, tomatoes. Well, we didn't have tomatoes yesterday, so we used salsa, guacamole, sour cream, and stuff like that. And then I um, actually made my own refried beans, which was super easy. I took a can of red, I'm sorry, pink beans, and I sauteed some onions first and then I took the can of pink beans and some sour cream and some cilantro and some hot sauce and I cooked it and as I was cooking it I kind of like mashed the beans a little bit and it came out delicious um, also because the refried beans I had bought had lard in them and so I figured that might upset my mom's stomach and she was like no don't make special ones for me you know how moms can be but um but it was good twofold because I didn't feel like she was going to eat something that was going to upset her stomach. And also, I learned how to make my own refried beans. So, very easy tip. Okay, so I'm going to show you guys. I'm going to move the portal <laughs> instead of moving them. And I'm going to show you what it looks like. Um, I filled it to the, mostly to the top, not all the way, but so you can see. Okay, so those are my little beauties. And I'm going to set an alarm for 20 minutes and then I'll throw them in the oven once that. I'm sorry, gosh, in the fridge. A little tired today, but sorry about that. Okay, so moving on to the next thing, which is gonna be the rice. So, I'm 
and then when that stops, we'll put them in the fridge. Okay, so for the rice, super easy. The way I make my rice is, look, it couldn't be really that simple at all. What you're gonna do is, I have a rice cooker, it's actually plugged in. Um, so I'll show you a different way. So I usually just wash it right into the rice cooker, but it's plugged in so it's hot, and I don't wanna burn myself. A regular bowl will do. So I think it's about a cup of rice per person. That's usually what I prepare, just in case. And maybe half a cup per person. It depends on how much rice, you know, you like. And I like to have a little bit extra left over because I like to give some, you know, to the dog. Or if you want to make fried rice the next day, that's good too. So in any case, um, most of the rice cookers come with this little cup. And you can use that. It doesn't matter what you use. If you use the cup, that's fine. If you don't use the cup, you could use a measuring cup. You could use anything. But for me, what I like to do is I like to do one-to-one -one ratio of rice and water. I use long grain rice, and it's not already cooked. It's not parboiled. It's just regular long grain rice. You could use, my favorite brand of long grain rice is Carolina, because that's what I grew up on. But they don't have that here. So I use canilla when I can, but honestly, any long grain rice. So this is earthly greens, whoever that is. And so I already have in, let's see, that's two cups, and I'll just do one more. And if you don't know, um, if you have a dog or something at home, and their stomach is upset, white rice is really good for their tummy. So sometimes it's nice to make a little bit extra, I throw it in the dog's bowl, and that's really nice. Hey, Erica, it's nice to see you on here. Thank you for watching, everybody. It's just really awesome to have you guys on here. And if there's anything that you would like me to cook, let me know. I'm not afraid of trying new stuff. And um, if you're interested in being a guest chef, let me know also, because I'm looking for some new, you know, fresh, fresh blood. <laughs> All right, so what I do, the way I was raised, is I rinse the rice with cold water. And I do it about three times or so. All the time I'm looking for like little rocks or pieces of rice that are a different color, you know, that shouldn't be. So I'm just gonna do that right now. I'm gonna rinse the rice with cold water. And as I'm rinsing the rice, I'm just swirling it with my hand so that it all really gets wet. And you're gonna see that the water becomes cloudy. That's what you want. And we're going to throw that water out. So to throw the water out, we're just going to kind of like tip the bowl a little bit. And when the rice gets to the edge of the bowl, just stop. Because it doesn't matter. You're going to add more water anyway to continue to rinse it. That way you're not pouring the rice all over the, all over the place and losing rice that you could cook. Alright, so that's one rinse. I'm mushing them around, swirling them. That's two. I got like some little dark thing in here, like a pebble. So we're going to take that out, and then this is the third rinse. I'm a big, you know, rice snob, because I really think that rice is not that hard to make, so it should taste good, you know what I mean? Like, that's, it's not that hard. And sometimes, if you have special, like special event going on or something, and you get plantain leaves, and you put that over the pot when you're making the rice, 
delicious. It tastes so good. Okay, so I got three cups of rice. So I'm gonna do three cups of water. I do it one-to-one. Um, -one. Some people do other things. And I think it depends on the grain of the rice, how much water you put in. Now, some people swear by the spoon method. That's fine. If you're gonna make your rice on the, on the stove, you might have learned to do it this way also. Basically, you're just gonna take a spoon, any spoon, doesn't matter, and you're gonna put it in the middle. This should work. You're gonna just put it in the middle of the, you see how the rice is covered with water? I'm gonna show you. There you go. You see it? No. There. All right, so what you're gonna do, what you could do, if you wanna make sure, is just put the spoon in the middle of the water and it should just stand up. Hold on, my rice is not even because I just showed it to you. Okay. It should stand up. Oh, it's good for like a second. Hold on. Come on. These are very heavy spoons. <laughs> Hold on, let me get like a, a less fancy spoon. Hold on. Let's see if this works. Those are like very fancy spoons. This is like a regular spoon. Come on. There, boom. You see? So it's standing. This is like a magic trick that um, Puerto Rican moms use to make sure that it's the right ratio of rice to water. So it's pretty funny. Okay, anyway, <laughs> um, since I have it here, normally I would just do this again in the actual like um, bowl of the rice cooker or the rice pot. But since I have you here and I already started this way, um, I'm gonna put in the oil directly into the bowl and then I'll just throw it all in the rice cooker. So I'm gonna use this olive oil. You could use also, which I don't see where I put it, oh here. I, I like to use this as well, vegetable oil, whatever. Um, a capful, more than enough. Like a little splash, honestly, is good. But maybe half a capful, I don't know, whatever you like. You don't want it to be too greasy because then it's not gonna really cook so good. Um, but if you put more oil, you will get what is called pegao, which means literally like stuck. So it's like the rice that's stuck to the bottom of the pan and it's very crispy and I like that. My husband doesn't like that, he thinks it's like the rice rejects, but I like it. I think it's, it was like a delicacy when I was growing up. My grandmother used to be like, get it by now, which means like, do you want the rice stuck to the bottom of the pan? It's not burnt, it's like clear and then crispy, so I don't know, anyway. Mix it all together. Hi, Christina. Nice to see you on here too. All right, I'm gonna throw this all in the rice cooker and then push the button and move on with my life. That's it. Trying to put it all in together. There we go. If it doesn't all make it in, is it the end of the world? No, but it would be nice not to waste the rice. Once I see all the rice has, all the water has been absorbed and I can see the rice. 
to flip from the bottom up the rice. And um, pro tip that somebody gave us on our earlier show, you make like a little mountain with the rice and it makes it fluffy. So there you go. All right, I'm covering it and I'm pressing play. All right, the next thing you're gonna make is the beans. The reason the beans are the next thing you're gonna make is because you're gonna wanna let them simmer for a little bit of time and thicken up and stuff like that. So, you know, it would be good to make them next. And the rice, you're gonna wanna let it steam for a little bit longer than um, when it pops. So that's why I like to make the rice first because I, I don't wanna feel rushed with the rice. I like to let it really do its thing because you don't want it to be hard. Okay, so next we're gonna do the beans. Um, for me, I like to make these. These are um, Goya pink beans, but you can make any um, pink beans if you want. Um, or really, you can make red beans. Those are good. I like to use the red beans more like for chili and um, you know, like beef chili and stuff like that. But the pink beans are usually the ones that I use. Okay, let me get some tomato sauce. And what I use is this is tomato paste. And again, it could be Goya. That's how I grew up. I grew up on the Goya tomato paste, but you can use any kind you want. It doesn't really matter, as long as it's tomato paste. And it doesn't have flavor already. You don't need it to have any kind of seasoning or anything like that. And this is how I make vegetarian beans. You know, everybody's different, everybody does their own thing. So if you add something else, you know, that's good too. Feel free to put in the comments, you know, if there's anything that you do differently. Because this is a good opportunity to learn some new, new tricks. <laughs> electric can opener is the best. I love this thing. And another trick um, that I learned actually from my hubby's stepmom is sometimes you don't need to use all the tomato paste and you don't want to waste it. You could put it in like a Ziploc bag, whatever you're going to use, and put it in the freezer. Now, if you know how much you usually use, what you could do is separate it with your hand so that you could see like the bag. And then when you go to put it when you put it in the freezer, you go to take it out, you could just take out those portions of tomato paste. I usually use the whole can if I'm preparing meat and beans, so I'm just going to use the whole can. So, now what we're going to do is I'm going to take my trusty cutting board. This is again for the beans. I'm going to take onion and garlic and a nice sharp knife. And I'm just going to saute them in the bottom of the bean pot. I think everyone has like a favorite knife. I know I do. Let's see if I find her. Where are you? Yes. Alright. I really love this knife. It's called a Santuku knife. I really like this a lot. I feel like it's Nice and sharp and big, but it's also not too big. It's not like a butcher's knife, let's say. So I really enjoy using this. Okay, so I'm gonna peel off the first layer of the onion, and I'm gonna cut the onion diced. And I'm actually gonna cut the whole onion because what I don't use in the beans, I'm gonna use for the meat. 
the vegetarian uh, meat. So just I'm gonna use the technique that I learned from watching Gordon Ramsay on YouTube, which is just to go along the grain of the onion. So it's like this. And then I'm gonna go cut it into thirds with a angled cut and then just cut down small and if you have to cut again that's okay you could do that and he said to like uh, put your fingers in so you don't cut which i think you know is always a good idea <laughs> all right so here we go in the interest of saving time i'm going to just go ahead and put some of this into the pot for the beans. And as you get more comfortable and make this multiple times, you're gonna have like, oh, this is my beans pot, this is my, you know, whatever. <laughs> this is where I make my temblake, this is where I make my this and that, you know. Get more set in our ways, I guess. <laughs> they always say it's not good to make something for the first time when you have company coming over because inevitably you're going to learn something new making it. You're going to run into some kind of a hiccup. But I'm daring. I don't care. And usually, thank God, I've been able to pull it out. <laughs> like the, the errors. Or just make something really fast that's different that I know how to make. Alright, here we go. So I'm just chopping her up. Pieces are very small of the onion. Like between a dice and a mince, I would say. And this might actually be enough onion for the meat and the beans. All right, there we go. Get my pot. And I'm gonna use um, olive oil for the beans. I like to use olive oil, I like the way it tastes. This is a good saucepan. It's like a medium size saucepan. This is two and a half quarts. So that's good for the beans. We're gonna do, I'm gonna heat up the oil first. I'm gonna put the heat on medium and I'm gonna heat up the oil first really quick. I'm gonna use about two tablespoons of olive oil. And the thing with the olive oil is that it really gives you like nice flavor. Okay, let that heat up for a second. I'm gonna cut like two cloves of garlic and then I'm also going to put some garlic powder in the beans as well. Um, I think that helps because we're not putting meat in it. We really want it to have a pretty strong, you know, like not overwhelmingly garlicky flavor, but a, a strong flavor so that it tastes good. Alright, here we go. So for me, when I cut the garlic, I just cut the ends off. I learned that from the Italian mama. And then I just peel it. I just cut the bottom end off and then I just peel the whole thing off. I know that if you, I think if you boil them, you can shake them and then the skins come off. I don't know how true that is, but it's possible. Alright, so I'm just going to cut these very small, thin slices, as thin as I can. Really small, because it's just for flavor. We're really mostly flavoring the oil. Think about it like that. Alright, so we got the two. So 
kernels of the garlic. So that's one. And one more. And then we're going to do some for the meat also. There we go. See how that adds a little? And by the time we're done chopping this, then the oil should be hot enough. And then we'll just throw half of this onion and two cloves of garlic in. And we'll just let it cook for a minute. And then we'll throw in the beans and the sauce and all the seasonings and then let it cook. And we put some plantain, some plantain in there. You could use pumpkin, like a little piece of pumpkin. As a matter of fact, some, I don't know why here, but in some of the um, grocery stores in the Bronx, they sold like little sli slices of pumpkin and stuff because they know people can put in the rice, the, all the beans, sorry. Just let that cook for a minute or two. And then I'm gonna put in some of this tomato paste and the beans. I washed the top of the beans already. And when I put in the beans, I put in the whole thing. I put in the juice and everything, I don't care. Some people, they don't, but I do. And then I add some a little bit of water to it. So, and then the, oops, the maduros that I have here, because I didn't wanna use from the maduros that I was using for the canoes, the canola. Um, I have frozen maduros in the house. They're made by Goya. They're delicious and they are always good. You don't have to worry that I fry them too much. You don't have to worry if they're too ripe. You don't have, they're delicious. They're always good. So I have a big one here that I'm going to chop up and I'm going to put it in the rice. The reason that you're going to put like potato or pumpkin or whatever in the rice is to thicken up the liquid. And you're just gonna chop it off. And it'll be a nice little surprise for whoever's eating the beans. Okay, so I'm gonna take a spoon and put some tomato paste, that's next. Nice, no, that's too much. Nice big spoonful, like a heaping spoonful of tomato paste, should be enough. And again, we're saving some for the meat. So I'm just gonna put this one back in there. Then I'm gonna throw in the beans, because it's really sizzling now. And you don't want the um, onions and the garlic to burn. See, now calm down. All right, so I'm gonna add some water, probably like half of the can with water. Throw that in there. There's still some beans in here, so I'm just gonna scrape those guys out.
paste is dissolving. I'm going to add the plantains. You just use your hand if you want. It's a little slippery, but okay. So them in there. Okay, I'm just going to rinse my hands real quick. And then I'm going to put in the seasoning. So for me, I don't use, like I said, I don't use sazon. I don't like MSG. I don't want to put neurotoxins. <laughs> Cause that's what MSG is in my food. That's just me. So if you like something, God bless you. I'm, I'm sure I love eating your food, <laughs> but I just can't do it like at home. And another thing, you make sesame without it, so I'm gonna try to look into that. But for now, I use adobo, fresh pepper. Um, let's see what we got in here. Oregano. Because I figure if we're eating beans, it might as well be healthy. And the other thing I like to put, which you know not everybody's a fan of, uh, pimento stuffed olives. So I really like these. So I'm gonna put a couple of these in there, and we're just gonna chop them up like a rough. Um, don't put your fingers in the jar of olives. Ask me how I know. <laughs> what happens is you wind up getting like you know. I guess bacteria or something in there, you're gonna have to throw out the whole jar. So we use a spoon, and that's what this. I have eight olives, that's more than enough. Okay, I'm just gonna chop it like in half, is enough. And then throw them in. You could throw them in there whole, but I think it would be weird if you're eating beans and you have like a whole olive <laughs> on your plate, that might be a little, you know, Brown pepper. I like to use that also. 
And the cool thing is that now we can literally put this beans on the back burners. So I'm just going to stir them and away they go. Take this teapot out of here. <laughs> no one's having tea right now. show you my beautiful bembleques. I think oh, they're sliding but they're very um, pudding like already. So I'm going to put these in the fridge. I'll, I'll post pictures for you guys right before I'm done. Um, but they took literally what 10 minutes to make super easy and fast and once they're solid well they'll still be jiggly but solid enough I'll put some cinnamon on top and it's going to be delicious. So this is going in now and the time is 6.28. So I would imagine by like 8.30, 9 o'clock, to have a little, little bit like a nightcap. Hey Edgar, good to see you. Welcome to the show. All right, so beans are done, rice is in. Let me just check the rice, I might have to flip it. Now, be careful if you're not used to using a rice cooker or not really used to be in the kitchen, there's going to be like a release on the, on the um, lid. Don't put your hand there because you'll burn yourself. Alright, most of the water is absorbed. So I'm just going to use like a, I like to use a wooden spoon, honestly. And then I'll just move it around a little bit. Hey Wanda, it's nice to see you on here. I'm just going to go from the bottom up. And just one flip, not like a hundred flips or whatever, just one. And we're gonna make it fluffy by making it like a little mountain in the middle. Okay? That's it. You don't wanna mess with it too much because it's a little mushy. Alright, so we're gonna just whoop, 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 flip it up. Make it a little mountain. I don't know if you guys can see that, but that's it. Boom, done. platanos and the meat. So I'm going to do the meat first. I did the plantains last only because um, once the platano is hot, you're going to want to eat it. So 
you don't want to like reheat it might you you know i'm sure it'll be fine but i don't want to have to reheat it so anyways so to make this pretend meat um delicious we're gonna add some stuff to it okay so first we're gonna use um vegetable oil and we're gonna take onion and garlic again chopped up and we're gonna do cilantro and a whole bunch of things so let's see how we get started here i'm gonna take the oil and not so much not too much oil probably like one tablespoon of oil we don't want it to be swimming in oil but we're gonna want to coat the pan because unlike meat um this is not going to release fat its own you know juices or whatever all right so we already have some onion left over from the beans i'm going to just cut up this other onion maybe another two cloves of car uh, garlic Hope everybody's having a beautiful day today. It's Friday. That's why I love doing the show on Friday, because I'm like, yeah, it's Friday. And I figure if you're working, you might want to make like a little special dinner or something. This is a good way to do it, you know? So, do the Gordon Ramsay method again on the onion, slicing with the lines. I don't know about you, but I have definitely cut onion before and been crying. So, to me, the fact that there's a method to the madness, I'm, I'm too happy. I don't like that. Especially when I wear glasses and then the onion stuff gets under the glass. No, I can't. And then we're going to cut it in thirds. So two cuts and then some nice small chops. You're going to want to make it nice and small. You don't want like a mouthful of onion. And we're going to let the onion cook until it's translucent and then we'll put in the meat because the meat is going to cook fast um this veggie crumbles is going to cook pretty quick once it's all heated up it'll probably have you can take it out so i'll show you okay it's a lot of onion i don't need all this onion <laughs> all right let me cut let me see if i turn on the oil thing on one second is the oil on no it's not okay let's turn on the oil Right, you always want the oil to be hot before you put anything in the pan or else it tastes really nasty. Alright, let's do our two little cloves of garlic. We've got a nice big one here. Just cutting off the tail of this garlic, like the bottom, the hard thing. And then I'll just peel it. Okay, the rice popped. That doesn't mean it's ready. You're going to want to give it some time anyway because um, it needs to continue to steam. And the beans are good. Once I put this in the pan, I'm gonna go ahead and um, stir the beans to make sure that they're not stuck to the bottom of the pan. All right, here we go. Come on. There we go. All right, that was one. olives out of here. My husband is not a big fan of olives, but I do like to put them in the beans just because I feel like they give them a nice flavor, especially when you're not putting uh, 
meat and beans. So this is like a vegetarian show. So I don't want to add meat to the beans. Okay, so you want to laugh? You guys are ready to laugh? Oh, my mom is on this call, um, on the show. So I may have told the story before, but this is hilarious. Um, so I think it warrants being told again. I one time invited a bunch of people over for Christmas at my house. And everybody, my mom was probably already laughing, everybody had, you know, different dietary restrictions and things that they like and that they don't like. So I made chicken and I made um goodness, I made vegan chocolate cake. I got a recipe from a friend of mine. Actually it came out really good. It was like a very, very rich vegan cake. Um thin but delicious. I made beans, I made tofu, stir fry, um, my mom said she loves olives. I made a whole bunch of stuff. And um, my mom was like, listen, you're making too much things, you know, you're cooking like crazy, let me help you in the kitchen. So I'm like, okay, fine. And she's like, what do you want me to help you with? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe with um, the beans. So she's like, okay, great, I'm gonna help you with the beans. So, she takes the beans and she's making them and everything like that. And I'm none the wiser because I'm cooking and doing other things and washing dishes and getting the plates ready. It's Christmas Eve, I think it was, or something like that. And um, <laughs> so, la la la, no big deal, right? Everybody, so, okay. We have obviously a vegan at the table, right? Because I made the vegan chocolate cake, I made the tofu stir fry, um, I made rice and now obviously the beans, I made chicken, and then I made like a steak. Okay, fine. So everybody's like, oh yeah, these beans are delicious. Oh my God, this is like the best beans I ever had. And like, oh, my mom made them, they're really good. And they're like, do these beans have meat? And I'm like, no, they don't have meat at all. And they're like, you sure these beans don't have meat? So my mom, <laughs> she had a blonde woman, I guess. Um, she put pork in the beans. So, the thing with that is, not only did I have someone vegan over, but I also had two Muslims. So, that was very bad. So, they, you know, excused themselves, spit out the beans and everything like that. But, it was a big thing. So, be careful <laughs> if you're doing food for certain dietary restrictions. Um, am I adding bacon to the beans? I don't think so. I added a lot of stuff to the beans. To the beans. I know I gave it a smoky flavor, but I'm not gonna do that right now. Alright, so right now we just have onions and um, garlic sauteing, and the onions are gonna get like a translucent color, and then we're gonna add a really big teaspoon of tomato paste and the meat. The veggie griller crumbles. Okay, and I'm gonna make the whole bag because. can never get these bags to work how they're supposed to, so that is genetic. My grandma used to be notorious for opening things and they just would go flying. Like she would just open things and they'd be like all the time. I don't know how she did that all the time, but she did. Alright, so onions and garlic are in. Let's see. Hi guys. 
It sounds delicious enough. Yes, it does. It is. It's very delicious. Don't worry. All right, so just gonna move the onions a little bit. I'm gonna throw in the meat. It's a lot of meat. This would be honestly like the size of the pack of beef that I would get anyway. So that is good. This is 12 ounces of veggie crumbles. And then I'm putting in, I think this means water. Oh yeah, look at this. This cooks so fast. Oh my goodness. It says cover and heat for two minutes and then heat again for another two. Remove lid and heat for two more minutes. Wow. So this cooks super fast. All right, so let me get a lid. Okay. A nice big lid for that. Okay. All right, so we got the onions, we got the garlic, we got the tomato paste. And this is gonna, this is very frozen. Oh, the reason I leave it in the freezer for so long is that um, until the last minute, because when it defrosts, it's like weird. It, it gets like very soft right away. So I'm actually gonna put the rest of the tomato paste in here, because this looks very dry. generous sprinkle <laughs> and then a pinch of salt and even though the adobo has salt I find that I need to add salt anyway um, to enhance the flavor so it is salty but it's not like the same as just adding salt cilantro. It's going to make it really taste nice. Alright, I'm going to rinse it. I'll throw it in there. And then I'm going to actually follow the directions. <laughs> that is sad, even though I never do. I'm going to actually follow the directions. Okay, it's just a rough chop on the cilantro. And then just sprinkle it around. I'm going to put the water in there. The water really just makes it easier to stir. Um, and it'll cook off. Seasoned. So that's the same for any kind of meat. If you don't really cook a lot, 
that's something that is a really, really good uh, rule of thumb. If you're making meat, um, anything you're making, you don't want people to be taking a bite and then it's like, oh, what is that? You know what I mean? Like it's too seasoned. Or if they take a bite and it's not seasoned enough. So we're going to really try to stir it so that it's evenly distributed. Even if that means stirring for a little while. Or sometimes people like to um, time it for two minutes. People like to um, mix it with their hands because then you can really feel like is it evenly seasoned and stuff like that. Okay, so let me just stir the beans again. That's on the timer for two minutes. All right, this is the beauty. The beauty part is coming. Oh my gosh, the beans smell so good. Oh my goodness, I can't even. All right, I'm gonna let them continue to simmer on less than medium, like between medium and low on the stove, okay? So, this is the exciting part. Let me just have to wait. <laughs> the canolas. I don't know if you guys have ever eaten this, it's really delicious. but I used to be a bio major um, years ago when um, fruit ripens, it releases ethylene gas. And what you're doing is keeping the gases all like inside the bag so that it continues to ripen the fruit a little bit faster. So that's the science behind it. And the reason I added the banana that was already ripe is because that banana is releasing ethylene gas. So it'll all help each other be ripe. Okay. Enough science. So these are my platanos. They're not, normally I would like them to be a little bit more uh, yellow in color, but this is okay. We're gonna use them anyway. All right, so let me get a new cutting board because it doesn't need to have any of the seasoning on it. Get this guy out of here. how I do it. This is how I learned. I 
Okay, we're gonna chop off the top. Chop off the bottom. Boom, done. The slits that you're making is just gonna be cutting the skin. You don't wanna cut the actual planting. So when you feel resistance, stop. Then we're gonna twist back and forth. That loosens the skin. And then you can peel it very easily. So that's one. See, I cut through it. That's okay, it's not the end of the world. And cut off the tops first, if that makes you happy. Just, this is a very sharp knife, so. And you can see the skin is not very deep, so just lightly. Slice it. Slice and dice. Hi, Abby. How are you? Some Days by Florida Georgia Line oh. on Amazon Music. Oh, no. Smells good. Yeah. Hey guys. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Um, I said something that prompted the portal to play music. I don't know what happened. I'm so sorry. Anyway, um, the meat is done cooking. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I'm tasting it. Tastes pretty good. Um, I think it needs a little bit more garlic and some more, um, maybe pepper. So I'm just gonna add that at this point because it's already cooked. I would say it's a little bit more chewy than regular meat, but for what it is, it's pretty good. And I'm gonna show it to you so that you can see what it looks like. You see, it looks it looks like um, ground beef. There we go. So I'm just gonna cover this and set it aside. This is done. And beans are on super duper low. Okay, I don't know, I'm sorry for hanging up on everybody. <clears throat> that was not my intention. Unfortunately, this portal is super sensitive. So I said something, I don't know what the, the magic word was. I'm gonna have to rewind the video and figure that out. And then it wound up playing music and it turned me off. So I don't know. Anyway, I'm cutting the other plantain. Again, thin, three slices into the skin. And then I'm gonna do a twist 
and that's it. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take the oil and put it in the pan. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna cook this thing, this plantain, like this. I know a lot of us are used to chopping it up and throwing it in the pan and cooking it that way, but we're gonna cook it like it's one whole shebang. All right, so I'm gonna put it on this burner, my favorite burner, and I'm gonna put the oil in. There should be nothing in here. There's like a little onion that jumped in there. Okay. I'm gonna put about two inches of oil in here. I want it to really cook good. And what I, why I'm saying inches of oil is that I want you to, depending on however big your pan is, make sure that you have it pretty thick. Now, maybe like one inch of oil. You want it to be a lot of oil and you want it to be super duper hot. So, all right, the beans I think are done, the meat is done, the rice is done. I'm gonna unplug the rice. It's gonna continue to stay hot. And the jambaleke is done, that's in the fridge. Hey everybody, thank you for joining me again. I'm so sorry about that. Um, again, I said some kind of magic keyword and <laughs> the portal turned me off. I'm gonna rinse the knife because what I'm gonna do is, once the plantain is cooked, like the whole thing, it's gonna wind up needing to be sliced in the middle. And then we're gonna put you know, the meat in it. And then we're gonna, you know, do our thing with the cheese and it was gonna be fantastic. Okay, so. My hubby, I don't know if you guys, hey Yulani, I don't know if you guys are uh, familiar with Loot Crate. It's this subscription thing that, um, it's like superheroes and stuff like that subscription. And um, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a beauty box but for like comic books and superheroes and um, pop culture items. So my husband got this really cool thing and I'm gonna show you, we're gonna use it today. It's a shredder, shredder. So let me see. Thank you, she said looking good, thank you. It's shredder from the Ninja Turtles and it's also a shredder. So um, I don't know if he washed this. <laughs> or not, so I'm just gonna wash it real quick. And then we're gonna use this for the cheese that's gonna be on top of the canoas, just because we got it today and why not, right? I do have a regular shredder, but this is much more fun. And all the while, I was just letting the, the um, oil heat up because if it's not hot enough, you could get sick, you could get a stomach ache. Um, and that's not a good thing, you don't want that. All right, so just washing the shredder, shredder. I like saying that. Super sharp, actually. It's like shredding my sponge, but that's okay. I got more sponges, don't worry. All right, just give her a little rinse. All right, there we go. Okay, and for those of you just joining me, I am wearing a Designs by Phoebe necklace. <laughs> My mom uh, was making a lot of these, oh gosh, I don't even know how many years ago, and uh, she's not selling them anymore, but maybe once she retires, she'll start again, because she really made some beautiful uh, pieces, so. But again, I'm partial, anyway. But I really do think they are beautiful, so I'm just gonna, I'll come close so you can see the necklace. 
Oh, got a bunch of hearts, so I guess somebody thinks so too. Okay, cool. Alright, so the oil should be hot. I'm gonna test it. I'm gonna put a little tiny drop of water in there. Which I know is not the best way to test it, but it's foolproof. You hear that? It's popping. That means it's ready. Okay, so you know oil and water don't mix. So you want to be careful if you're ever frying that if something has water on it, you're going to want to dry it first because it's going to embrace very hot oil, especially this much oil. I could use a deep fryer. I actually have uh, one that I got as a gift from my um, hubby stepmom, but not everybody has a deep fryer, so I just want to do it in a way that is easy for everybody to do and, and everybody can just do it at home if they wanted to. So I'm just going to throw them in there. I don't know how many I could do at one time. I've only done two at a time before. Really high. Just I'm gonna put it on medium because it's going crazy already. That guy in there. I got one more. I don't know if it's gonna will it fit. I would love for it to fit because that would make my life easier. Yes, okay, they're on top of each other, but that's okay. Alright, so we're gonna be cooking this for about 10 to 15 minutes, which is not a very long time. So I'm gonna get a fork, the longest fork I have right now, <laughs> and just kind of move them over a little bit. All right, this is like the trickiest part of all of this. So think about it. This is the trickiest part. You could definitely do this. It's not that hard. You just don't want to burn yourself. So I'm just gonna lift them up a little, make sure that they're not sticking to the pan. And that's the other thing with the hot oil. Um, we discovered that if the oil is not that hot, it will stick to the pan. not like popping and going bananas and whatever that's because um, I don't really have any water in there but if I had something like um I was frying chicken and I had just washed it you're gonna definitely want to pat it dry because if not it's gonna go insane right so um, always you want to have like a working surface available ready for you to do the next thing so I'm just gonna wipe this down because once the plantains are done, I'm going to want to cut them and then stuff them. And I want to be able to do that somewhere. Okay? So let me just rinse this off real quick and dry it. And I know a lot of you guys know all these things already. But I'm hoping that this will be like a really good tool for somebody who's just starting to cook or trying new things or, you know, um, maybe perfecting they're cooking or hasn't cooked in a while or whatever. Also, because like I said originally, like when I first got married, I didn't really have a lot of help in terms of how to cook. And so a lot of this was experimenting. All right, so I'm gonna take it off the heat and I'm gonna flip them over. Okay, this is gonna be a little bit of a challenge because I have a lot of them and my pan is not quite so big. So I'm just going to take my time, there's no rush, okay, there we go, alright, come on girl, I think if they're all facing the same direction, it'll probably be a lot easier, Ooh, I'm just going to flip this over, there we go, brief look of horror on my face, alright, they're already a little bit golden brown on one side, so I'm going to go ahead and put them back on the fire, 
I'm gonna cook them for maybe like 10 minutes total from this point. Okay, I'm gonna show you what they look like so far. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really pretty golden brown. You don't want them to get much more than that, but you wanna make sure that it's cooked in the middle. Okay. And then yes, you are gonna slice them. So let's say for example, you make them and they're not cooked enough in the middle. Guess what? Throw them back in. It's okay. Nobody has to know and Better that they be cooked than not cooked. Okay, so I'm just gonna lift them up a little again. Make sure they're not sticking. There we go. And now we wait. Now we wait. I'm gonna get a really pretty dish and then put them on there. Where is my pretty dish? <laughs> flipping them by picking them up vertically and it's going to get harder to flip them as they get softer I mean, I, there we go because they're not going to want to flip and they're heavy all right let's get another fork my fork needs a friend okay here we go i'm going to use the other fork to kind of push it And they're cooking, but they're not so like, oh, this guy's stuck. Okay. There we go. They're not so like brown brown right now, so I'm going to just make this a little bit higher because it's not cooking fast. Not that I want it to be super super fast, but you also want it to be faster than that. <laughs> so I'm doing medium high right now which means I have to really keep an eye on it. Okay. Let's see, let's see. So how are things? If everybody's doing good, ready for that weekend. I'm super jealous of all the New York people who are entering phase three of coronavirus um, freedom. I'm here in Florida and we had like Almost 9,000 people test positive yesterday or today. So I'm not confident <laughs> about our reopening anytime soon, but I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I think everybody's tired of <laughs> this life, this, uh, you know, being home all the time. I know I certainly am. And um, I just 
miss shopping, to be honest with you, like going out and actually shopping. That's one of my main things that I miss, that and eating out. Although, I have been cooking a lot of different interesting things. Oops. Okay. This smells really good. If you like fried foods, <laughs> you're gonna love the way this smells because the oil is just doing its thing. It smells really good. All right, I wanna make sure that they're flat in the pan. Okay, there we go. All right, we'll cook it for a couple more minutes and then it should be all done. So yeah, I miss shopping, I miss um, restaurants, and stuff like that, so I'm sure you guys do too. Unless you're in New York, and then I'm very jealous of you, so that's okay though. Alright, so it's still cooking, let's see here, I really want it to be brown all the way on the outside, I don't know, have you guys ever tried this before? I've had it a couple of times, and at the weirdest place. I had it actually at work, um, which I thought was really weird, but it came out delicious, so it was very unexpected, but it was really, really good. You're gonna wanna drain them on paper towel, if you can. I'm just gonna flip them again. You wanna make sure they're definitely cooked, you know, on the inside. impossible to flip. There we go. If you can put them on their little backs, that's good too. Then they can get toasty there. You know, you just really want the whole thing to be cooked. There we go. And um, we have some paper towels ready. vegetarian week and we did vegetarian beans, vegetarian rice, um, vegetarian meat, um, hoodies, and jimbleke. So this is the last step. I've been cooking for about an hour and a half, but I made a bunch of stuff. So, all right, let's see what's in. Oh yeah, there we go. See, nice and brown. That's what you want. You want it to be like really cooked, like super brown. Not burnt, but oops. but very nice and tan. Because that's my dear. How you know it's done. Alright. So we're getting close to the finish line here. That's because I made it a little bit higher the heat. I'm gonna lower it a little tiny bit. So not the most glamorous thing to cook because it doesn't do much but it's gonna taste fantastic. And then what we're gonna do is we're gonna just um, slit them, not all the way to the end, just the middles, and then stuff them with the ground meat. And then I have some cheddar cheese here. I'm just gonna use the shredder shredder and put it on there. Okay, so now that that's been cooking for about, I don't know, maybe a minute, I'm gonna flip them one more time so that the lightest part gets a tan, and let's see, this guy, you're going to know when it's cooked, honestly, because it'll get like softer on the middle, like when you put the fork in and it just 
variety. I really hope you guys are cooking along with me because it's quite delicious. So, hey Kayla. So excited to eat this. All right. Um, and like I said, rice is done, beans done, tempeh is done. This is the last step. Okay. So I got my paper towels ready. I'm a humongous fan of fried food. I don't know, you know, if you guys are, but it's like my undoing. I really am just a huge fan of fried food. I love it. I like especially Spanish food fried. Oh my gosh. I like everything. I like acapulia. I like pastelillos. I like suruyos. I like if you can fry it, <laughs> relleno de papa. I like it all. It's really, really bad. I used to go with my dad to the Cuchifrito, which, you know, is Spanish for cockroach infested. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I used to go with him to the Cuchifrito in the South Bronx and get a bunch of stuff. And it was just delicious for me. I, I love fried food. So. Okay, this is done. I turned it off already. It's still, you know, cooking, of course. But I'm just going to add a little bit more paper towel. I would think that this is done because... Um, very brown on the outside and also the inside is kind of soft. So we're gonna take them out one by one. Here we go. Got the two forks, but these things are actually quite heavy. So just in case, you see that it's very brown. Okay, and it's crispy. And then I'm gonna take this one. Ramasinito. Use a little bit more pan. And then the last one. Well, it's almost time to eat, so I'm very excited. That's my favorite time. All right, so now these are canoes, so we're gonna stand them up and we're gonna slip them down the middle and stuff them. So I get excited about these, what can I tell you? You see, it looks like a canoe if you stand them up like that. So let me get my favorite knife, which is Salt. There we go. It is. It's working. Sorry about that. 
And you know what? If they're not perfect your first time or whenever you make them, it doesn't matter because the meat is going to cover the multitude of possible sins. So we're just going to open it up a little bit. Okay, beautiful. There we go. Alright, so now I'm going to put some on the plate. Oh, this looks so nice. Okay, I'm going to show you what it looks like before I put them on the plate because I want you to see. Okay, they're probably extremely hot. <laughs> yeah, they are. But I'll, I'll move the portal. You see? And then the inside is cooked, very cooked. Okay? Alright, so they look nice. Thank you. Alright, so the next thing we're gonna do, let me put it like that. Okay, that's not gonna work. The next thing we're gonna do is I'm gonna put them on the beautiful plate and then I'm gonna stuff them. And I'm gonna eat them. I'm just kidding. I'm just gonna eat one. <laughs> I have company. Alright, so there's one. And there's two. So you can you wanna, you know, you want them to look like canoes. So you wanna cut them like with the ends up like that. That's how you want them to be when you cut them down the middle. Okay. And really open up the middle. Nice. Because that way you can stuff a lot. Oops, that one is too much. You can stuff some meat in there. And it's gonna be fantastic. Okay, be careful because it's soft. But there we go. Alright, let me get my meat. My pretend meat, <laughs> which is also still very hot. And I'm gonna use a spoon. And I'm gonna stuff them. I'm gonna start with the middle and then work my way around. I like to make sure everybody has, you know, enough. So I'm gonna do them all in the middle first. And then adjust as necessary and you're probably gonna have meat left over that's okay you can make like pastelillos with this leftover pretend meat you could make I'm sorry for saying pretend meat like that but it's just you know I'm not used to cooking with um, crumbles I've done it a couple of times they usually come out pretty good though because these things the good thing about this is that it really takes on the flavor that you give it so that's a nice very nice um, aspect of it and you want it to be like a lot of meat, you know, because that's the star of the show. This is the star of the show. All right, and then I'm going to put some delicious shredded cheese on top. It's going to be so yummy. You need to make this too. You guys should make this with whatever meat you want. And send me a picture. I would love to see that. That would make me super happy. And if you're listening, um, you could email me at cookingwangel, A-N-G-E-L, at gmail.com. That's my Cooking with Angel email. You could send me pictures of your food. Don't send me any weird pictures. <laughs> Just send me pictures of your food, please. And, um, and if you send a nice picture, I could put it on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. Okay. So... Elvin, nice to see you on here too. Alright, so the shredder, shredder that we just got from Loot Crate, there we go. I'm gonna go ahead and shred some cheese on these canoes. 
I just shredded directly over it, but you could shred it and then put it on them yourself if you like. That might be a little bit more neat, a more neat way of looking at it. This is a lot of cheese. <laughs> You're going to want to be generous also with the cheese because that is the delicious goodness on top. All right, so here we go. All right, almost done. And I'll post pictures of this, of course. There's another one. And we'll do the last one. And that's it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to post up pictures of everything. And I'll put um, pictures of the Demblake. Uh, maybe I'll do like a little boomerang video or something. You guys can see it. I don't know. Jiggling. <laughs> and temblando. The Demblake está temblando. And um, it was super duper easy to make. So all of this is pretty simple and easy. The only thing that I think is time consuming is probably the actual planting. And it's definitely worth it. It just takes, you just gotta be patient. But it's not hard to do. I mean, literally, it's just sticking a plantain without even cutting it in some oil. That's not hard at all. And that's it. Boom. Done. All right, my dears. That's all. So I'm going to go ahead and eat this deliciousness with my family. And I really hope that you guys get a chance to make it too. And if you do, you know, obviously share. If you got any pictures or anything like that, please do share. I love to post them and brag about all the people who make stuff with me. Hey, Wanda. And I, I'm just, I'm so grateful that you guys are watching. And um, that's pretty much it. And, you know, follow me on Instagram. Buen provecho. Thank you, you too. Hopefully you're making this also. And um, I'm on Instagram, cooking underscore W underscore angels. Um, and also on Facebook. So. And SMB Podcast channel, which you could get on Google Play, Spotify. There's like a million places. SMB um, blog.com, that's why I believe it is. So, hey, Alexandra. So, thank you everybody for joining me for this vegetarian um, Caribbean meal. And um, yeah, if you guys have any suggestions on how you might do it a little bit differently or make it even more delicious, um, if there's anything you want me to cook that I'm not afraid of experimenting with some new things um, for dinner or you know even a lunch meal um, or even breakfast really you can have breakfast for dinner let me know and if you're interested in being a guest on the show let me know us too okay so have a wonderful weekend and see you next week bye <laughs>